prepare our hearts uh, for the word of the Lord on today. We want to speak to those that are listening to us uh, via the social media. And we want to thank you for following along with us uh, here at Bethel Christian Worship Center. And again, uh, we uh, would like to hear from you. Amen. We uh, uh, would be encouraged by your feedback. And if the Lord would put it upon your heart uh, during this giving season uh, to be a blessing to the ministry uh, here at Bethel, uh, you can utilize the Bethel Christian Worship Center app that you can uh, find at your Google or your Apple Store and download uh, the Bethel Christian Worship Center app, and it has you've got the ability to be able to uh, uh, send an offering, send a gift uh, during this season of giving, and uh, it would be so greatly appreciated. Now let's turn our attention to the Word of the Lord, and on today, Amen. We are going to talk, Amen, about Mary the mother of Jesus. And we're going to use for a subject, amen, Mary, a woman misunderstood. Amen. Can you say that with me, church? Mary, a woman that was misunderstood. You see, if we're not careful, we can misunderstand Mary's role in the redemptive story. And um, we're going today to look at how God Use Mary to bring his salvation to his people. And uh, before we go further, uh, I want to I open up to talk a little bit about misunderstandings. You see, misunderstandings are everywhere. It is so easy to be misunderstood. And... Uh, I venture to say you can't go through life without being misunderstood. And misunderstandings hurt. Uh, It hurts to be misunderstood. Uh, There's some quotes about misunderstandings that I'd share with you. Uh, One of them by Charles Glassman says, Miscommunication leads to misunderstandings, which rarely leads to anything good. Uh, Dream Hampton said, never waste your time trying to explain who you are to people who are committed to misunderstanding you. Then we have Zora Houston and a quote from her about misunderstanding. And what what she said was, if you want that good feeling that comes with doing things for other folks, then you have to pay for it in abuse and misunderstandings. Stop and think about that. Amen. You know how they say no good deed goes unpunished. Amen. If you want that good feeling that comes from doing things for other folks, then you have to pay for it in abuse and misunderstanding. Uh, Albert Schweitzer And I'll just give a couple more. Albert Schweitzer said, constant kindness can accomplish much. As the sun melts ice, kindness causes misunderstandings, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. And then Dr. Martin Luther King spoke about misunderstanding. And he said, shallow understanding from people of good 
will is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. That's, that, that, that's one to think about. Let me, I, I, I kind of stumbled over it a little bit. Let me read it again. Amen. A quote from Dr. Martin Luther King. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. In other words, uh, what I get out of that quote from Dr. Martin Luther King is that you're not surprised when people who you know hate you misunderstand you and twist your words. But what hurts is when people you love and who you uh, believe love you misunderstand you and sometimes accuse you of things that never cross your mind. It hurts. But, amen, uh, it's part of the territory. So we're going to talk today about Mary, a woman misunderstood. And before I get into the scripture and the points that we want to bring out about it, you know, when I was thinking about that subject, Mary, a woman misunderstood, um, I tell you, one of the greatest areas where misunderstandings prevail is between relationships between men and women. Uh, Women sometimes look at men and they just don't understand them. And vice versa, sometimes as men, we look at women and uh, some of the things they do and what have you. And uh, in, in some instances, we have no clue. Uh, and uh, it is so very easy uh, to uh, operate in misunderstandings. But the Bible says, you know, and, and, and some of us, you know, we're just satisfied to you know, we mad and 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 uh, feel justified in staying mad, or uh, feel justified in in in. Uh, but the Bible say, out of all you're getting, get an understanding. Get an understanding. And you know what? Sometimes I and, and when uh, I've had misunderstandings, I'm not gonna stand here before you, and uh, like some preachers, you know, they talk about. You know, they and their wives, they never had a falling out. They never had an argument. They, and, uh, you know, some people like to, you know, spin that line and, you know, tell those stories. Uh, but it's kind of hard to imagine uh, two individuals that never uh, have a disagreement or uh, a misunderstanding. But one of the things that I found is that if you make Christ an integral part of your relationship. Um, The Bible said a threefold cord is not easily broken. If Christ is an integral part of that relationship, uh, uh, he'll help you. And and, and what I found many times about misunderstanding, we're operating on false information. We're observing behavior and we're thinking, okay, I know why they did that. I know why they didn't do that, uh, you know. And, and in our mind, we got, it, we, we, we got it all fixed up to why the other individual is doing what they're doing or not doing what they're doing. And, and, and what I found more times than not, hey amen, if you cool, if you calm down 
and uh, turn the volume down. No, nobody, no, nobody ever gets to an understanding uh, screaming at one another. Man, I didn't think this message was going to turn into uh, this direction. But uh, I, I want to say that again. Nobody can get an understanding uh, if the volume is too high and, and you're talking at one another instead of talking to one another. And uh, I found more times than not that uh, when we calm down and cool down and uh, begin to try to amen, seek and, 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 and get information, uh, you'll find out that it was not what you thought it was. That, you know, they were do- doing something and, and, and uh, maybe ticked you off and they didn't even have you on their mind. And they weren't trying to get back at you or anything like that. Uh, so uh, misunderstandings are everywhere, and it, it is easy to be misunderstood. We want to talk, as I said, about Mary, a woman misunderstood. And I want to talk first about uh, how, uh, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is one of the most famous women in all, not, not just only in all the Bible, uh, but I was looking at some information, and there are more women that are named Mary or, or a derivation of the name Mary. Uh, it is one of the most popular names uh, throughout the world. And we believe that it comes and stems from uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. I want to talk about, amen, how Mary... Uh, in, in, in some circles is overestimated. Amen. Um, you know, there are uh, religions and faiths that believe uh, in praying to Mary. And uh, they believe that, you know, uh, Mary is an intercessor at, or, or uh, between God and Jesus. And... Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit, amen, uh, at the beginning of this message. Uh, the often misunderstood Mary was a major character in the divine drama of that first Christmas. Mary plays two widely differing roles among Catholics and Protestants. And when I talk about overestimating Mary, the overestimation of Mary comes uh, primarily from uh, the Catholic faith. And from my perspective and from, amen, studying the scriptures, it seems to me that many Catholics overestimate the role of Mary. You see, Catholic teaching states that God has committed to Mary the treasury of all good things in order that through her are obtained every hope, every grace, and all salvation. That is a quote from Pope Pius Amen. The ninth. And, uh, you know, this is what I'm talking about here. Uh, ascribing to Mary uh, uh, things, overestimating, amen, her role uh, is uh, what's done. Another uh, Pope, uh, Pope Pius the Twelfth, uh, he put it this way, that it is the will of God that we should have nothing which has not passed through Mary's hands. 
kind of strange, isn't it? Hallelujah. And I uh, was reading an article, and there was an American pastor that was visiting in Mexico. And uh, he and his wife uh, wanted to immerse themselves in the culture uh, there in Mexico. And uh, as they were uh, uh, sightseeing and, 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 and traveling, uh, they came upon a church that was open. And uh, so they went uh, into the church. And I'm going to read what he said. He said, one day we found an open church and walked in. And as we walked to the front, we couldn't help but see a huge statue of the Virgin Mary hung prominently right in the middle of the wall, directly above the altar. This image was probably 30 or 40 feet high. As we got closer, we saw a small statue of Jesus, only about two feet high, placed at the feet of Mary. And the minister and his wife said, and we just stared with our mouths open in disbelief. And while our eyes flooded with tears, we realized that there's something wrong with that picture, isn't it? So imagine they go into the, 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 this uh, Mexican uh, church, and they've got this huge picture of Mary, and then this little bitty uh, statue of Jesus about two feet at the feet of Mary. Overestimating. Amen. And... Before I continue, one of the things that I want you to know is uh, I'm not trying to bash Catholics here today, uh, but I am, uh, uh, you know, my job is to uh, speak truth. So I'm not trying to be a Catholic basher or anything like that. But, uh, however, it must be clearly taught and must be clearly understood that Mary has no place in our redemption. It is only by the shed blood of Jesus that you and I can have forgiveness of sin and open access to the Father. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. So Mary is not a co-redemptorist. Mary is not a mediator. Amen. And uh, she needed to have her sins forgiven just like we did. Don't give to Mary that which belongs to Jesus. So uh, Mary, a woman, misunderstood, amen. Some of the misunderstanding is that, amen, people put an overemphasis and overemphasize, amen, Mary's role. And uh, we don't want to do that. And then uh, the other thing that people do, and that is that they underestimate the importance of Mary. And uh, they don't give her the proper due that's accorded to her. Now, let me be quick to add that while many Catholics overestimate Mary's importance and attribute things to her that are not taught in the Bible, uh, if you stop and think about it, most Protestant churches, Mary doesn't get much play there either until it's around Christmas time. And she's included in a manger scene. Or she's included uh, in a message where uh, they talk about 
no room, uh, uh, and uh, you know, no room uh, for the Savior to be born. And uh, I believe that uh, she is not to be uh, underestimated as well. And as we're going to see today from the word, uh, Mary did play a crucial role in God's plan. And uh, I believe that we would be spiritually impoverished if we uh, continue to ignore her. So again, we're going to look at Mary, a woman misunderstood. Amen. Because you see, the birth of Mary's son, first son, amen, uh, radically altered the course of human history. Amen. Uh, Christ's birth changed the history of the world. And it changed it so much until uh, when you look in the history books now and when people talk about history, history is divided into B.C., and A.D., yes, amen, B.C. meaning before Christ's birth, and A.D. or Anadomina meaning after his death. History is divided, amen, and, 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 and that dividing point in history uh, uh, is because, amen, God intervened in human history with the birth of his son. And uh, what I'd like to do in this message, I'd like to use uh, the letters A and D this morning to describe the impact that Mary can have, amen, uh, um, that Mary had and can have uh, on our lives today. And uh, we're talking about Mary, a woman misunderstood. And uh, when I think about the letter A in regard to Mary, uh, when I think about that letter, I think about the word available. Say that with me, available. Mary was available. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about her. Uh, Mary and uh, the picture that I chose uh, to head up this story, I, I, I chose that on purpose. Amen. So many times, you know, you uh, see depictions of Mary, uh, and uh, but... I believe the picture that I chose is a little closer to uh, reality. Amen. I don't know if she had quite that much jewelry as in the picture that I've got there. But uh, the picture that I chose is a little bit closer to reality uh, in terms of maybe what Mary really looked like. And um, we need to understand that uh, when God sent Gabriel to speak to Mary. Uh, Mary was between, I believe, about 14 to 16 years of age. Mary was a teenager. And she was a teenager that was in love. And uh, there are at least five things that we know about Mary uh, from the scripture. Amen. One thing that we know, she's a teenager. Uh, and when I think about that, I think about the fact that uh, God trusted a teenager. Amen. Any of y'all got some kids or remember when your kids was between, uh, you know, 14 to 16 years of age? Now, 
let me say this, that in the culture that they lived in, um, it was not unusual uh, for uh, a young woman, a teenager uh, of, of the age of you know, 14 to 16, uh, uh, to be engaged, to be married. It was not unusual. In fact, there are some parts in the world now that is not unusual. And um, so one thing that we know that Mary was a teenager. Uh, the other thing that we know about Mary is that Mary was poor. Uh, she lived in an obscure village called Nazareth. And Nazareth was a nondescript uh, place that had a bad reputation uh, the, way, the reason that we know that is because when Jesus began his ministry and uh, uh, they began to witness and they were witness to one uh, who later became uh, one of the apostles and he said, uh, there's no prophet that comes from Nazareth. In fact, he said, what, what, what good thing comes from Nazareth? So the city that Mary lived in was nondescript and uh, had a poor reputation. Mary came from a poor family. So she was a teenager. She was poor. The other thing that we know about Mary is that she was a devout believer in God. She was a devout believer in God. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that uh, tells me something that uh, we need to take out more time with our young people uh, and not underestimate our young people. Amen. Because God can use the young as well as the old. Amen. You're not too young for God to use you. Amen. Don't let the world fool you. Don't let, amen, the enemy say, you know, uh, uh, deceive you into thinking that you've got plenty of time and you can wait until you get a lot older. God might have a plan Amen. That he wants to execute in your life now. Yes. Talking about Mary. A woman misunderstood. And uh, so we said that uh, she was a teenager. She was poor. She was a devout believer uh, in Jesus Christ. And she was a virgin. She was a virgin. That meant that she had not had any sexual relationship with men. And uh, when, as I think about that, you know, uh, back in uh, Bible times and, 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 and back in uh, recent history, uh, it was the expectation, amen, for uh, young people to keep themselves until marriage. And, uh, you know, we live in a day and time now where... Uh, there's uh, peer pressure and stigma, and uh, uh, I remember uh, an incident that I witnessed where uh, there was some talk, and uh, they were talking to said, "Oh, you probably ain't never been with a woman," and you know, and 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 the young man got upset and like, oh, "Yes, I have," you know. He he didn't want to admit that he was a virgin, and when uh, it was said. Uh, that uh, he was a virgin, he took offense, amen. That's an offensive statement that you're saying. You know, it, 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 it's interesting how uh, twisted this world can become. 
to where right, amen, is thought of as wrong, and wrong is thought of as right. Amen. And uh, Mary uh, uh, was a virgin, and part of the fact that she was a virgin put her in a position to where, amen, God was able to use her. Talking about Mary today. A woman misunderstood. And the other thing that we know, amen, about Mary is that Mary was very much in love. Because Mary was, as the Old Testament of the King James Version said, Mary was a spouse to an older man named Joseph. She was engaged to be the wife of Joseph. Now, in, in the custom of their country, uh, when you were engaged, we call it engagement, but uh, as far as that country was concerned, uh, 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 it was just like she was married to Joseph. Except they didn't live together, and, and they didn't have a sexual relationship with, one, with, with each other until a specified period of time when the marriage would be uh, uh, consecrated, consummated. So I want you to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get us to, let's, let's look through Mary's eyes. Let's, let's see, uh, uh, she's a teenager in love. And, and when you stop and think about a teenager in love, amen, uh, 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 I, I, I can see her uh, probably dreaming about uh, what it's going to be like when she gets to, amen, have her own house and, 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 and get to live with her husband, Joseph, and, 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 and how she's going to decorate, amen, what she's able to decorate. And, and, and you, you know how young girls like to think about uh, and dream about what it's going to be like on their wedding day. Oh, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's look at the scripture. We'll look at uh, the scripture from Luke 1 and 26. Amen. As I'm talking about Mary, a woman misunderstood. Amen. I'm talking about the fact that uh, it blows my mind that she was available to God. Oh, yes. It says in the sixth month. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. I'm reading from the Christian Standard uh, Bible might read a little bit differently. Some of you all, amen, are familiar with the greeting. Greetings, amen, uh, uh, woman that is highly favored of God. The Lord is with you. Verse 29, but she was deeply troubled by this statement and wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. And Mary asked the angel, 
How can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? I want you to notice this teenager here, amen, and, uh, you know, it's not every day that uh, an angel of the Lord, Gabriel by name, will show up and uh, greet you. And his greetings to her was, uh, you are highly favored among women, and you have found favor with God. And then he begins to describe uh, the child that she's going to bear and uh, the great exploits that are going to be accomplished through him. And notice Mary, uh, kind of practical, she's thinking to herself, have you got the right person? Uh, how's this going to be since I have not had any sexual relationships with a man? And the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren or childless. So uh, uh, the relative of, of Mary, the angel, not only tells her that she's going to have a child, but he tells her that uh, her relative Elizabeth is six, already six months pregnant, amen, with John the Baptist. And the angel, amen, concludes by saying, for nothing will be impossible with God. And I want you to notice, and, and, and again, we're talking about the fact it just blows my mind. Can you, you know, can you imagine her world? being rocked, what this angel is saying. Her world is getting ready to change. Amen. Her world is getting ready to change. But uh, one thing that I know about God, and that is God is a gentleman. Amen. God is a gentleman. And so uh, the angel Gabriel has delivered the message. This This is what God told me to tell you. And can you imagine the pause between when he finished talking and before Mary said something and what was going through her mind? And then we, in verse 38, amen, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done unto me according to your word. And then the angel left her. Hallelujah. I am the Lord's servant. I told you, don't underestimate these teenagers. Amen. If they have a love for God, God can use them. Let's, let's, let's do a quick recap. Amen. To what the angel said. Amen. Uh, a quick recap. He said, you're going to get pregnant. You're, you're, you're going to become pregnant in fulfillment of Isaiah 7 and 14. Uh, the angel names the boy. Uh, Jesus, which means Jehovah's salvation. You find that in Matthew's account in Matthew 1 and 21. And the name is explained. Uh, Therefore, he will save his people from their sins. He will be great is a fulfillment of uh, Isaiah 9 and 6, where it says, for unto us a child is born. Amen. Unto us a son is given. 
Amen. And he will be, and it goes on to talk about government shall be on his shoulder and he'll be called, amen, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the prince of peace. Hallelujah. He'll be given the throne of his father David, amen, his fulfillment of the prophecy in 2 Samuel 7 and 16. That's a lot to put on Mary's plate. And one of the things about what the angel is describing, amen, or two important truths that we need to understand uh, what the angel is describing in verse 35, amen, he was describing the fact that it was necessary for the Savior of the world to be born of a woman so that he would be able, that he would be of the same nature as those that he came to save. Jesus could not come here as an angel. And save us. Amen. It was necessary. God, amen, spoke in the book of Genesis. The seed of the woman is going to bruise the serpent's head. And the serpent is going to bruise his heel. It was absolutely, amen, essential that God had a willing vessel with which uh, Jesus could be born. And then the second thing that, amen, it was just as imperative that he should be holy, sinless, and blameless. Amen. That's the reason that a man couldn't be involved in it. The seed of a man could not be involved in it because, amen, if, 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 if the child born of Mary had been from the seed of a man, he would be under the curse himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. C.S. Lewis, amen, the uh, famous writer said it like this with penetrating uh, insight. The son of God became a man to enable men to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Mary's response. Amen. I, I, I marvel uh, at her response. Um, you know. It's kind of hard for me as a man to even think in terms of what it would be to carry a baby. Amen. I've seen it. I've, I've, I've witnessed it. Amen. But as a man, uh, uh, I, I, I can't tell you I understand it. But it would seem like to me, uh, if it would have been me, I would say, can I have a little more time? Can, 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 I, can I have a little bit more time? Amen. But look at her response. Mary said she's available. Mary said yes to the impossible. Mary said yes to the plan of God. Amen. She made herself available. Hallelujah. You see, Mary believed God with a single-minded, unwavering commitment. And she was available. Now, probably, amen, uh, her hands were trembling. Amen. Eyes kind of probably got a bit wide thinking about. Here she was. She was thinking about a wedding, and now she's got to, amen, start thinking about preparation for a child. Mouth open, questioning, but not afraid, wondering, but not terrified, unsure, but not uncertain. When the angel said, nothing is impossible with God. 
Mary took a deep breath and said, may it be to me as you've said. And with those words, Christmas came into the world. Hallelujah. May it be to me just as you said. You know what? That's the, that, that, that God is looking, amen, not for necessarily talented people. God is looking for, amen, individuals that say, I'm available. I'm available. Hallelujah. And the question I want to ask you today as we are considering Mary, a woman misunderstood, amen, in, 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 in this season, in this holiday season, amen, are you willing to be available? Well, God is not asking anybody to get pregnant now, amen. That, that, that's already been taken care of. So you ain't got to worry about that. But, 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 but let me say this, amen, I believe God is looking for individuals to be to make themselves available so that they can be pregnant with purpose. Pregnant with destiny. Amen. Pregnant, amen, to do the will of the Father. Are you available? Hallelujah. Before you answer the question, are you available, let's talk about the cost. Let's talk about the cost. The Bible talks about the fact that before we do something, we need to count up the cost. Amen. There was a cost to being available. There was a cost to be uh, uh, to uh, say yes to the Lord. What did it cost? What was the cost of Christmas? Let's not underestimate what it was going to cost Mary to become available to God. You see, uh, Mary knew, or she would soon realize that saying yes to God meant misunderstanding and public shame. I want you to, I want you to think about that. Uh, in, the, in the culture that she lived in, in the time that she lived in, and, 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 and uh, realize this, she didn't live in a big town, a big metroplex. She lived in a small town where everybody knew everybody's business. What was it going to cost her to say yes to God? Well, uh, it was going to mean that she's going to be misunderstood. When, when, when that belly started showing, folk were going to start talking. Oh, I know what she's been up to. Yeah, Miss Goody Two-Shoes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. wonder what Joseph's going to do. Uh-huh. It's going to cost her something. Hallelujah. Mary, Mary and, and, and Mary had no way of knowing how Joseph was going to respond to her pregnancy when she said yes. Amen. Would he blow his top and walk out on her? Would he humiliate her publicly? Would he dump her? Amen. After all, he knew he wasn't the father. And in fact, when you read the text, you'll find out that Joseph loved her. And because he loved her, he, he considered, you see, uh, uh, adultery, even though she was engaged uh, be, to become pregnant while she was a spouse, uh, 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 was considered to be adultery. And the penalty for adultery was to be was death, to stone them to death. You remember how the woman that they, they told Jesus, we caught her in the very act of adultery? Yeah. Now Moses' law says stone her, but what do you say? 
I love that. I love that, I love that passage. Amen. Uh, uh, the reason I love that passage is because they, they, they thought they were setting Jesus up. And Jesus started writing on the ground. <laughs> writing on the ground. Oh, I would love to know what he wrote on the ground. I'd love to know what he wrote on the ground. People have used their imagination uh, to try to figure out what he wrote. I, 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 I could use mine, amen, but I won't take the time. But I would love to know what he wrote on the ground. But one thing I do know is that uh, he looked up and said, let, him, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. Amen. They had the rocks in their hands. <laughs> they folk that walk around with rocks in their hands. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and the ones that's walking around with rocks in their hand, they haven't looked in the mirror to see that, amen, they are guilty of some, sometimes the same stuff that they want to condemn you for. And you know the end of that, that they left from the, from the oldest to the youngest and left the woman along with Jesus. And when he looked up, he said, where are thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee? And she said, no man, Lord. And he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. So Joseph, loving her, uh, didn't want to publicly humiliate her. And he decided that he was going to put her away privately until an angel, amen, uh, uh, spoke to Joseph in a dream. Yeah. Amen. God spoke to Joseph in a dream, let him know, don't, don't, don't fear to take Mary as your wife. Amen. She haven't been messing around on you. Amen. <clears throat> she said yes to me. And, 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 and I want to I, I, I uh, uh, kind of uh, dwell here a little bit. Do you know that uh, there are times if you're going to be greatly used of God, you've got to be willing to be misunderstood. I want that to sink in. Amen. See, we got a lot of folk that they want this easy faith. Amen. This easy religion. But I'm here to tell you, ain't nothing easy. And, and we, we live in a broken world. And if you're going to represent the Savior, and if you're going to be used of God, those whom God uses greatly, many times he allows them to be hurt deeply. Yes. Hallelujah. She didn't know how Joseph was going to take it. And I have no doubt that uh, during that period of time, Mary was probably asking, why me? Why would God choose an obscure peasant girl in some out-of-the-way village as a chosen vessel to bring his son into the world. Why me? Well, the question of why me was that she was a woman that God could trust. She was a woman that God could trust. I don't know about you, but I want God to be able to trust me. I, I, I want to be trustworthy. I want God to say, uh, I need somebody. Who can I depend on? I want him to say, I, 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 want him, I want him to be able to say, Lord, you can trust me. 
It didn't matter that she came up in a poor family. It didn't matter that uh, the village that she lived in was obscure and had a bad reputation. Oh, none of that mattered. The, what mattered was that God could trust her. And, 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 and do you see what God did? God took a teenager from an obscure village in, in, in Nazareth and, 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 and made it to where her name is known around the world. Because she was a woman that God could trust. Hallelujah. Those are the kind of women we need in church. We, we, we need men and women that God could trust. Uh, I'm almost done. Let me, you, you remember I said I was going to use the letters A and D. And, and the A stood for she was available. Hallelujah. She was available. And, and, and uh, she uh, took the abuse and, and the misunderstanding. And, 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 and notice, it was nothing that she could say to Joseph. It was nothing that she could say, Joseph, I've been, I, I haven't did anything. No, your stomach is telling a different story. Joseph, an angel, uh, uh, look, don't get spooky spiritual on me. It was nothing she could say to Joseph. And do you know what? There are times when God allows us to be misunderstood, and it's nothing you can say. It's nothing you can say that they'll believe. And you just have to trust God to bring you out. And that's what God did. Amen. God spoke to Joseph himself. Hallelujah. And, and, and so uh, Mary went through that experience. And uh, you know the story. Amen. Uh, uh, and, and, and the child was born uh, in a stable, wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know the story. And, 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 and the, 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 the uh, wise men came. And, and, and the angels were attended at his birth. And, and you know the story. And he grew up. He grew up. Now, I, I want to mention this. Uh, when he was eight days old, as was the custom, they took him to the temple uh, to dedicate him at the temple to be circumcised. And, and, and uh, Mary and Joseph, when they took Christ at eight days old to the temple, uh, Whenever you came, you brought an offering. You didn't come before God's presence without an offering. And uh, they were so poor that the only offering that they had was a couple pigeons, a couple doves. That was the, that, that was the least you could give. Amen. That was a poor man's offering. Y'all listening to me? Amen. Here they are carrying in their arms. The Savior of the world, taking him on the eighth day to dedicate him and to be circumcised. Amen. And, and, and all they could afford was a poor man's offering. Oh, look at the contrast. Look at the, amen, the, the, the irony. And it was, it, was, it was there at the temple where they ran into uh, uh, a woman that had stayed in the temple uh, that was a widow. And she had been praying for the consolation of Israel that she wouldn't die before she seen the coming Messiah. Yes. 
and, and, and there was another man, I believe, by the name of Simon, that he, he stayed there in prayer. And, 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 and when they saw him bring in the Christ child, they, they, he took him up and he said, I can die now. I can die now in peace. I've seen our salvation. And he said something to Mary that I want to point out. And, and he let her know, he said, and a, and, a, and a sword is going to pierce your heart. I'm talking about the cost of Christmas. You see, not only did it was the cost of Christmas being misunderstood, but also the cost that Mary had to bear, it was an ongoing cost. And he, and, 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 uh, uh, he was letting her know, amen, there's going to come a time, amen, great joy, amen, at his birth, great joy at his mission, but a sword is going to pierce your heart. Amen. In other words, you're going to be hurt. Amen. Over him. It's going to cause you pain. Amen. And, and, and so uh, over time, Mary uh, kept those things in her heart. And over time, she experienced uh, uh, times when uh, it hurt her to her heart. Amen. Nobody can hurt you like those you love. Y'all listening to me? Anybody know? Any, anybody here know what I'm talking about? To when somebody hurt you to your heart and to, to where you feel it. That's what he was telling her. Amen. There are going to be times that you're going to be hurt to your heart. Amen. A, a, another time when it happened was when uh, Jesus was 12 years old. They journeyed to uh, Jerusalem to the temple. And he was old enough to be with her relatives or whatever. She didn't have him right, amen, in hand. And uh, Jesus got there in the temple and started talking to the, the lawyers and, 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 and the, uh, uh, the scribes. And, and, and he began to ask questions and he began to answer questions. And he got so caught up there. And, and Mary and their family uh, were there and uh, had started back home. And it went, amen, I believe the Bible said about a day's journey or so, yes. amen, and before they realized Jesus is not with them, yes. you know, she thought, amen, uh, uh, auntie had him, or he thought, uh, you know, where's Jesus? He, he, he wasn't with them. And uh, they'd gone a day without Jesus. And so they turned around and uh, started looking uh, uh, in Jerusalem, looking for him. And when they found him, they found him in the temple. Yes. And when she got him and pulled him aside, son, why have you, why have you treated us like this? Why have you, your, your father and I were worried. And he told her, he said, what? <coughs> Don't you not that I must be about my, my father's business? He was letting her know, amen, his awareness of who he was. And what his mission was, uh, uh, and 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 it began, you know, and 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 uh, you know that it was going to take him in a different direction. It hurt her heart, pierced her heart. But, Amen. Uh, there were more piercings that were to come. Amen. More piercings to come. Uh, I think about the time when. As Jesus started his public ministry at the age of 30 years of age. And uh, his ministry began to grow and, and, and become more popular. 
And I, and I thought about that there was a time when Jesus was teaching in Capernaum. And he was teaching to a crowd and the, and the building was full. And the word got to him that his mother and his brothers were there wanting to see him. Oh, and, and let me hasten to say this. You know, the Catholic Church tries to teach about the perpetual virgin, uh, uh, perpetual, that Mary was a perpetual virgin. Uh, that's a lie. Amen. She was not a perpetual virgin. After Jesus was born, uh, Joseph had permission uh, to take her as his wife. And in fact, uh, Mary had four sons and, and, and some daughters. And uh, so she was no perpetual virgin. Uh, and, and the scripture talks about the fact how Mary and his brothers uh, thought he had lost Amen. They, 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 they uh, went to Capernaum uh, uh, with the purpose of we need to go get him and, and bring him back because uh, he's losing it. I'm here to tell you, amen, I'm talking about misunderstood. Amen. I'm here to tell you when you are serious about uh, 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 doing the will of God, amen, uh, uh, there'll be some folk that'll think you lost your mind. And sometimes family won't always understand. And, 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 and let, me, let me say this. Uh, uh, put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. They grew up with Jesus. He, they, they, they knew him as their older brother. He ate at the same table that they ate. He did some of the same chores that they had to do. And then all of a sudden he's going to talk about He's the son of God. Be for real. Bible says a prophet hath not honored his own home. Yes. Amen. Yeah, they had problems with it. Who do he think he is? He's trying to be something. Amen. Trying to. We need to go get him. Notice what Jesus did though. Jesus in the house. The house is full. And he's teaching, and word gets to him, your mother and your brother are out there, and, 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 and they, 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 want, they, 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 they want to interrupt what you're doing so you can come out to them. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus kept doing what he was doing. Yeah. And in fact, he said this, who is my mother? All my brothers. But they, and then he pointed to the ones that do the will of my father. Oh, I'm sure it hurt. That's another time that, amen, the sword pierced the heart. It hurt. Amen. It hurts sometimes when uh, you got to distance yourself from certain folk. Sometimes you got to distance yourself from certain of your family. Yes. But I'm so glad because uh, a lot of people like to leave Mary there and, 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 and kind of uh, have a negative uh, opinion of Mary. But I'm so glad Mary didn't stay there. And his brothers didn't stay there, and I'll show you in a minute. Uh, the D, amen, uh, of the AD, amen, not only was Mary available, but Mary became a disciple. You know what a disciple is? A follower of Jesus. Amen. You see, Mary was there at the cross. Amen. We, we, we did the, the depiction uh, uh, in the video that we just played, amen, she was there at the cross, amen, uh, she saw her son uh, uh, when they made him carry 
his cross and, 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 and beaten and bloody. She was there. Amen. And, and in fact, uh, Jesus at the cross, hanging on the cross, stopped dying. To make sure that his mother was taken care of. He told the disciple he loved. He said. Behold thy mother. Behold thy mother. In, in other words. Hanging on the cross. Where every breath is at a premium. Trying to push up on those nails. Jesus stopped dying. To make sure his mother was going to be taken care of. And the Bible said that when he looked at John and said, Behold your mother. And from that day, John took Mary in and saw and, and took care of her. Amen. Uh, but and, and, and so that's another area where uh, her heart was pierced. Amen. But 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 Mary, uh, as I said, and, and became a disciple. She saw him die. She saw the the, the, the sky get dark at, 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 at midday. Amen. She saw uh, the things that were... She, she saw how they buried him in a borrowed tomb. And then to show you the power of the resurrection, she saw that he got up on that third day morning. Hallelujah. Do you all know that when Jesus rose from the dead, you know, we talk about that Easter morning, but he stayed on earth for about 40 days. And during that time, uh, uh, he appeared to the disciples and, and what have you. And, and evidently, uh, he appeared in the presence of his mother and his brothers. Hallelujah. I told you, it's hard when they eat at the same table. But, amen, uh, uh, when you see them die and come back again, that shows you the power of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Mary became a disciple. Amen. And uh, I'll show you from Scripture what I've been talking about. Uh, because uh, in, in the first chapter of the book of Acts, uh, Jesus gives instruction uh, to the multitude that saw him after he had risen from the dead. And, and, and they were asking, will thou at this time restore the kingdom of, 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 of Israel? And he, and he let them know, it's not for you to know the times of the season which are in God's hand. But he told them, he said, uh, but I want you to wait in Jerusalem. I want you to tarry in Jerusalem, amen, until you be endowed with power from on high. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you'll be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. And so in Acts 1 and 12, I want to show you this, amen. Uh, after Jesus got through speaking, he got on a cloud and began to be taken up out of their sight. And the crowd was standing there watching him go up. And, and, and they just standing there looking. And then two angels appeared and said, why, why stand ye gazing into the heavens? The same Jesus that you see going up, he's coming back again. Verse 12 said, and they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they arrived, they went to what is called the upper rooms or the rooms upstairs where they were staying. Peter, James, 
uh, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, Judas, the son of James. See, some of y'all didn't realize there were two Judases. Judas, the son of James, they all were continually united in prayer along with the women, including who? Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Hallelujah. The power of the resurrection convinced them now, Mary knew his birth was special. Yes. Mary knew his birth was special. But to his brothers and sisters that grew up with him, that's my brother. That's my brother. We, you, you, you know. Uh, but, amen, when he died and rose from the dead, they began to recognize he, he, he's God. He's the son of God. And, 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 and so when I said not only was Mary available, but Mary was a disciple. She was there in the upper room praying with the rest of them. His brothers praying with the rest of them. And, 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 and when you get into Acts, I think, 2 and 1, it talks about, and when the day of Pentecost yes, yes, was yes. fully come, oh, yes. they were all in one place with one accord. Hallelujah. Yes. And suddenly, a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind filled all the house, and they, amen, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the mothers, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but you know, I never thought about it. I'm, I'm closing. I never thought about it, but you know what? When, uh, okay, let, let, let me say it like this. When Mary found favor with God, and, and, and the angel said, uh, you're highly favored of God. When Mary found favor with God and said yes to God, uh, 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 the Holy Spirit uh, impregnated the seed that was in Mary. And Mary was carrying Jesus in her womb. And have you ever stopped and thought about it? She was carrying. Now, notice this. She was carrying the Son of God in her womb. Uh, so, so she contained in her body uh, the Word, the, 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 the Spirit of God. The, you know, uh, she, she had contained him in her womb and carried to full term. Hallelujah. And gave birth to him to save the world. She gave birth to her Savior. And then I want you to go, amen, over time and think about now. Here's Mary and her sons, amen, in the upper room waiting to be filled with the Holy Spirit as promised. And that lets me know, if you, you know what, uh, you can uh, live right and, 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 and do things that are pleasing to God, uh, and God will honor you 
But if you want to be saved, hallelujah, amen. If you, you, I don't care how good you think you are, if you want to be saved, you're going to have to follow Mary's example. She didn't, she, Mary didn't say, uh, uh, I'm his mother. I'm on special uh, privileges. Do, do y'all know who I am? No, she was up there with the rest of them right on her knees, calling on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Her and her sons. It doesn't mention the daughters, but I, I believe that, amen. Uh, uh, and, and, and you know, stop and think about this. And I'll finish. But stop and think about this. Jesus came as the Savior of the world. Do you all really think that he would come as the Savior of the world and forget about his own family? Oh, I'm going to save everybody else, but I'm going to forget about my family? Not so. And that speaks to us that are saved. Let's not forget about our own family. Would you stand on your feet? Did you get anything from the word today? Yeah.